Welcome to Sounding Board. Now Andy, we don't often tell people to go to soundingboard.com to read our blog, mainly because we hardly ever write one anymore. Yep. Today's an exception, and I want to instruct, I'm using that word, everyone to go to soundingboard.com and read the latest blog post that you, Andrew, have written because it's quite simply one of the funniest things I've, I've ever read. And it, it's, it's one of the best articles that you have ever read. Well, thank you. Now, we've not literally not spoken. You sent this to me this afternoon and we've deliberately not spoken about it. But I read it and I thought it was, it was brilliant and really, really funny. Uh, yeah, well, well structured. I'm, I'm going to stop now because I, I think you need to talk about it. But absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So I, th- well, thank you. Firstly, um, so this, I, I, I was just trying to think about this, and I was kind of, I was kind of partly inspired by Dan Hannon to write this article. Let's just say what the title is. Um, sorry, I, I should have done that. It's okay. The title is "Hear Me Out: Testosterone Passports." Okay. So and. I was inspired by Dan Hannon because he's written a couple of is, articles. Is Dan Hannon inspiring? Well, hear me out. Um, he has written a couple of articles recently, uh, which are just awful. Things around. So the, the, there was one around net zero saying we shouldn't we shouldn't be arguing against this anymore. The decision has been made. We need to kind of you know think about the best ways of getting there. And he's done it done this a couple of times. Like the decision has been made about this. We need to just run with it now. So this is this is like what I said about the. Um uh, the right-wing think the so-called free market think tanks. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they sure. want to just find the most efficient way of doing horrible. What the things. left wants. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I, I started. Has he done thinking, one on passports then? I'm not sure he's done one on passports. He All definitely right. did one on net zero. He's done another one on something else recently that I couldn't even get to the end of. But anyway, I started thinking. Obviously, one COVID passports are one of the things I've been kind of going on about for some time because I think it's it's you know there's been a lot of bad things that have happened over the last year. Implementing a cast system alongside a tracking app is probably the worst, and I can't, I can't think of anything in the West's history that's been as as, as, as bad as this since you know probably the well, industrial revolution. Prosecuting people for leaving their homes is is, is pretty bad, but as a, as a long term thing, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. So, but I, I started thinking. Okay, so may, maybe the decision has already been made about this technology. Is there a way we could use it for some good? What other kind of passports we could have? So, I, um, I I came up with the testosterone passport. <laughs> okay, so I, the the rationale for this is so testosterone is an essential hormone for for everybody, but particularly men. And I'm only I'm only advocating this for men. Real men? What well, for, for for all men? Okay, I'm only, I'm only I'm only advocating this as a as a as a, as a check for men. Um, you know, because of my lived experience, you might say, but also that I know, you know, I know, I know kind of data about this stuff. I don't really know much about females and, and female hormones. I'm sure there's some, there might be some kind of estrogen app that they could use, or you know, for the same thing. But this is just me purely talking about men, okay, yeah. and, uh, and and checking testosterone levels. Um, well, it's a thing. You can have low testosterone, and you can be given. I think you allude this to in your, well, yeah, in your, so, in your so, article. You can be given a testosterone injection. You can take testosterone supplements. You can eat things and do things that will make your body naturally produce more if you are deficient. Well, and people don't people don't 
joking aside, people don't realise how good testosterone is. Okay, yeah. they they tend to associate it with like sex drive, building muscle, that kind of stuff. But there, there are and, lots of other benefits and to violence. It. Let's yeah, I think I think that's worth saying. I don't think you alluded to that specifically, but it's it's seen as the you know the rage hormone, isn't it? It's seen as as and I'm sure that's. That's deliberate, you know. It's 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 there's got to be something negative about it. Yeah, and it, but it's 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 been given it's been given a bad rap. But it's also it's also linked with feelings of self worth, personal responsibility, determination, even things like recovering from injury faster. If you've got a high mm. testosterone level, you'll 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 recover far more quickly from you know muscle pulls and tears and stuff. And you only need to look at you know you get you see these strong men who are doing lifting out the stones and they'll kind of they'll tear a bicep away from the the, the you know the, the bone. And then within like a couple of months, they're back lifting again and stuff. You yeah, know, they, they, they recover so, so quickly. Um, and also, people with higher levels of testosterone tend to be more on the kind of the liberal libertarian spectrum. Okay, um, so that's interesting. Yeah, you know, so so you know, you're more likely to see people with higher testosterone at a, like a, an NRA rally. Than at a, a you know at a commune for example so yeah. it's it's like it's benefit for for everybody these uh, the high high testosterone levels and there are a couple of things I alluded to in uh, in in my article Do you you know BuzzFeed the magazine yeah. so BuzzFeed which is like basically like a socialist neo Marxist um, publication yeah. so they had a bunch of male journalists and they're doing something about trying to work out who was the most attractive in like a number of different ways one of the things they did was they had the testosterone levels checked. And to absolutely no one's shock, they were all low. <laughs> all of them. Um, the I think seventy-five percent of them were like dangerously low, like you know, like really? scarily lower than the, the 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 range for like an adult um, an adult male. Uh, I think uh, the the remainder were, uh, were still l- below average. S- still below average, yes. Yeah, so still below the medium. So on the lower end yeah. of the acceptable scale. Yeah, um, and this this, so this is what you have. This is what happens. You you know you have lower testosterone. You turn into a soy boy. Um, so my plan is to have uh, to use this this kind of new technology. Uh, everyone tests themselves all the time at the moment for COVID. We just need to change tax slightly and test for, for test test for testosterone. And and you don't even need to change the name. It can still be the Test and Trace app. Okay. <laughs> Um, you test for you, you, you know you, your testosterone levels. Uh, if they're fine, then that's all good. If they're low, then you'll just get shunned and avoided by right-minded people. And there, are, as you alluded to earlier, there are. There <laughs> this are, isn't about getting a, a, a jab. This isn't about in, injecting I, people with. It, it, it might be. There are a number of different ways. Would it, would it be Would it be good for society if uh, if if those people that had lower testosterone were were topped up? It would be good for them, and it would be good for. For society in general, for sure. Um, maybe some kind of. Maybe they need something to be uh, put in them that that helps them generate more testosterone themselves. Maybe something to reprogram their DNA. Maybe some kind of synthetic protein. Maybe. I mean, to, talking talking of synthetics, you can. So there are a number of different ways of doing this. You know, joking aside, you can take there are a number of things that natural hormone boosters. Um, so you can take kind of natural testosterone boosters. Right. Um, you can also get things like you can get like estrogen blockers as well, which will kind of give you more bang per buck. See, I'm remembering now, back when we were teenagers, uh, and you first started working out. Sure. Because obviously you've got you've got a couple of years on me, <laughs> and um, I remember I remember I remember you having this. This, 
bottle of uh, some supplement, some pill or something called Testo Boost. Sure, yeah, they, they, were, they, were, they were natural testosterone. Well, I just remember taking the piss out of you because you had something called Testo Boost. And I remember, <laughs> I remember, I remember you obviously clearly have blocked this out. I just remember saying, oh, you need this, do you? Because you don't have testosterone. I'm not a real man, so you've got to go and get your Testo Boost. I don't need Testo Boost. <laughs> You don't remember that? I remember. I remember buying that because I, I remember trying all sorts of different things. A real man wouldn't need to buy Testo Boost. Um, so that was just to supplement my already high testosterone levels. Um, but yeah, so you can get you can get natural uh, natural testosterone boosters like 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 Testo Boost or whatever it's called. Uh, you can get estrogen um, blockers, uh, which because uh, you just get this stuff. You just buy this stuff over the counter. Oh sure, yeah, just, of course you can. Over the counter, yeah, just, just buy it. Yeah, you can just you can buy it in uh, in supplement stores. You get it off Amazon. Um, you could, if you want to go a little bit further, you can get take these things called pro hormones, which are like kind of really really tiny steroids. So they're they're, they're kind of anabolic, but you're given like a really small amount of testosterone. Um, so this is this isn't actually kind of helping your body produce testosterone. It's actually kind of taking it in. Right. Um, all that kind of stuff obviously goes through your liver, so you, you might want to take some tablets to, um, to to kind of boost your liver if you're going to do that. Apparently, um, if you're going to if you're going to do that kind well, of thing, it's your liver that suffers if you're taking steroids. I know none of that much. Yeah, sure. And, and if you're going to if you're going to do that, you probably want to take some estrogen blockers and um, uh, or some kind of, sort of post cycle therapy afterwards to kickstart your own um, testosterone back because. That's, I mean, that's a problem with any hormone, isn't it? Any, any, sure. any hormone that you're, or, or, or this, you know, neurochemistry is, is, is the same thing, isn't it? If, if your, if your body takes it in, it can stop producing because it thinks, oh, I don't need to. Sure. Yeah. And, and what can happen as well is, is that you're, if you're, if you're getting increased testosterone, um, your body can think. Oh, okay, I need to up the estrogen as well, which is why you can kind of take estrogen right. blockers at the same time. But what I'm alluding to here is that actually the safest way to do this is via injection, because it doesn't go through your liver. So if you if you had if you had oh, lo- see. You- so these things you don't have that problem if you are prescribed it and sure. you go for your injection every six weeks or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, and you and I aren't at an age where we need this, but if we oh, ever we, had, we, we might do, might get there. If, if yeah. we ever had, you know, probably around fifty, I think, where you kind of you know your testosterone levels tend to tail off a bit. So the safest way to do it is would be to go to go to a doctor, get your testosterone levels checked, and then just, they just give you regular regular injections. Yeah, because that's the safest way to do it. So for these people who are you know who are genuinely suffering from low testosterone, these poor people at Buzzfeed. Yeah, go and get yourselves regular testosterone injections, and and you'll be fine. You'll be less of a you'll be less of a soy boy. You'll probably have better liberal you know more libertarian <laughs> views. So do you genuinely genuinely think? That if you were to take uh, a cross section of, of people on, well, let, let's make it easy on the left and the right of the political spectrum, that that you would see a correlation in their testosterone levels. Yeah, because they've 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 um, they've done studies with like you know men who train a lot down the gym. Uh, yeah, and they've kind of they've, they've polled gym members, and they tend to be more on the in America they tend to be more. Republican than Democrat, for example. Right. And then just and, and this, just think of, you know, the, the the sorts of that's a personal responsibility thing as well, though, isn't sure, it? Which is which, and it is linked with with personal responsibility. But does one breed the other? You know, if you if you have a sense of personal responsibility, then you're more likely to look after yourself. But by looking after yourself in that way, you'll end up stimulating the production of more 
testosterone. So I'm saying I don't. I don't think you can. I, I don't think you can really stimulate testosterone much by, for example, training down the gym. Really, it won't. It won't enhance that. You can. You can do things like you can change your, your metabolic rate might might change yes. and that kind of thing. But you're not going to. If you've got. If your body just doesn't produce that much testosterone. Then you 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 know you you're out of luck, right? Which is why some people. So I mean, I okay. I, I, I train. I just don't know. I train like a maniac, but it takes me ages um, to, uh, to 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 kind of build certain types of muscle because it's the way my body's built. So yeah. I've got lots of like fast twitch muscle, whereas it's a slow twitch mm. muscle that kind of builds builds size, mm. which makes me really really good at sport, but less good at like lifting weights and stuff. And it, so there are some things you can change, some things you you can't change. Um, All in the genes. Yeah, but but then then go think think back to, to and, and this is think back to uh, what was it Occupy London, um, mm. and I had the same issue in the uh, in the Chaz in the uh, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, um, where you get these left wing people, okay, left these kind of left wing low testosterone, the guys who are shouting about open borders all the time. Mm. They're no good with any kind of boundary, including personal boundaries. And this is where you get kind of rapes and sexual assaults and all that kind of thing. And you don't get that with high testosterone, uh, you know, libertarian men. It's just you just you just don't get it. Um, so it's you know it's it's honestly it's, it's these people that have they have low self esteem. They don't you know they 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 there are a number of issues, but high testosterone or higher testosterone would certainly do these guys a favour. So it was a it was a kind of a joke article, but it but, had some serious points in it. This is why I loved it so much, and uh, honestly, I again I'm going to recommend people go and read it because it did have a serious. Obviously, you were using something stupid and dangerous at the moment, which is testing and tracing and the concept of having any kind of medical passport, um, but but making making some serious points and making it funny. So to me, it. It had absolutely everything, and I would love it if you know an article like that was published in a in a place of note. It ain't gonna happen, <laughs> so you've got to go to standingboard.com. That's the only place you can read this. Um, but absolutely, absolutely fantastic article. Um, so while we're talking about while we're talking about uh, human physiology, um, let's talk a bit about my diet, shall we? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, because I don't think I've spoken about this on on the podcast before, um, but I suffer and have done ever since I can remember from IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Now it's only really been relatively recently diagnosed as that, you know, in the last ten years. Is, okay, so just just to clarify, is that actually a diagnosis? Because I always thought IBS it's was the, we don't know what it is, so we're just going to label it as IBS because we really don't know. So it, it is one of those. It is, um, it's your classic syndrome where it's a loose collection of, of some symptoms. And if you've got any, collect, any number of these ones in this list, then it's probably that. Only if you've managed to eliminate all of the other things that they, they do know about. So yes, it's, it's one of those. But because of that, it's, it's, it's very difficult to deal with. Um, and uh, d- decades, ever since I was a child, um, uh, you know, I've I've had problems, um, and yeah, I, I, I've had I've had doctors say, oh, it's probably IBS, and you know, oh, you could take, you know, this drug's quite good for these symptoms or, or whatever else, but you are mainly treating uh, treating the symptoms, or I've... you can't take these drugs for that long before you know they're bad for you. 
Sure, because I remember you. I remember you experimenting with things like I think you were taking like codeine or something to try and slow everything down, and there were a number of different things. I, I am a bit of a self-medicator in in that regard. I will, I will look up everything about sure. something, and then I will potentially try tweaking the dosage myself. Now, that's it. Sounds terrible when I say that out loud. Um, I, I hardly ever take anything ever. Um, one of the other <laughs> interesting or not things about it, I'm I'm resistant to pain medication, so it it, it doesn't really it doesn't really affect me. It certainly doesn't give me all the the, the wacky side effects that, that people get. But one of the things that coning does is, for want of a better term, slow me down. And so yeah, I was playing with how often could I take a dose of codeine in order to try and slow my system down. Um, didn't particularly work. So, but you know, I've done the same thing with uh, allergy medicine. I've, I've, shall we say, tweaked the dosage of a number of things after doing some some research and looking into the studies uh, in order to try and work out what what works for me. And I found out that absolutely nothing works for my hay fever, what, and I suffer really badly. What, what doctors? So doctors tweak. I mean, so I, I remember I was in a car accident ten, fifteen years ago, and kind of tore the muscles in my back quite badly, and and I was in quite a lot of pain. And uh, went to the doctors, and uh, he said, "Look, there's not, there's not much we can do." Um, doctors just prescribe painkillers. That's all they do. Yeah, but he, he'd say I, I had Nurofen Plus, which was the um, uh, kind Solpidine of Max has got the highest amount of codeine that you can get over right. the counter. So this this was this was ibuprofen and codeine. Yeah, but he basically said, "You're a big guy. Take twice a dose." Really, you actually so got that take, from an NHS doctor. From a doctor, he says, "Take twice a dose." For a few yeah. days, and, and that will just kind of tide you over. I didn't because it just made me spaced out. Right. Um, yeah. And I thought, you know, I'd rather be in a little bit of pain. This is this is um, where I feel. But he he, he 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 thought nothing of, of, of just thinking you're a big guy, your body can take it. Take twice the recommended dose. You know, yeah. Recommended dose. Yeah. So yeah, doctors do that. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been suffering for a long time, and I uh, well probably. A, it's probably pushing five years ago, um, after just kind of steadily getting worse, and I've, I've I've dabbled with trying different things over over you know the last couple of decades you know of being an adult in terms of changing what you eat and things like that, but never never enough, never never. Too well, you've much kind of removed stuff, haven't you? You said right, okay, I'm gonna I'm not going to eat this for a while, and not yeah, eat that. Um, and, and that that kicked in in a major way three four years ago. And um, and I decided to um, uh, go to the doctors, get get properly checked out, and at that point had um, had some uh, had some tests done and had all of the nasty stuff eliminated, which which is good, you know. And I was pretty sure that I wasn't dying, bearing in mind that you know I've been suffering since a child. And you know, I was was approaching forty and hadn't died yet, so I was I was pretty sure it wasn't anything that sinister. Um, but you know, had um, had everything from in, inflammatory bowel disease through to um, uh, Crohn's disease eliminated. Uh, I mean, they, they did check for cancer markers, nothing at all. That's always good when they come back and say there's absolutely no evidence you've got any cancer of any kind. Good, good. Um, and uh, what's the other celiac uh, as well? Sure, um, which is another one. Um, but they literally then say at that point, said, "Well, so it must be IBS then." <laughs> Good luck, Godspeed. Um, go and try um, the the FODMAP diet. 
And so you remember when I was very much on on that, and that was very, very difficult. Now, I tried a couple of things. Before I tried FODMAP, I tried... Can you just explain to our listener what FODMAP is, if they don't know? Let me do this other bit first, and then we'll go into that. So before I tried changing my diet, I tried taking a particular supplement, uh, and that was, in quotes, good gut bacteria. So this is the other thing, yeah, is one of the, you know, your biome and everything and what you eat feeds the flora in your gut and, you know, it could just be that you're out of balance in some way. Um, and one of the things to, to, to do is to, is to try and rebalance that by, by giving you lots of good, you know, in quotes, good gut bacteria. Uh, and so I did my research, did a load of reading, as, as you would expect from me, and I found the most expensive and uh you know when you look at all the studies and all the articles and everything you ever read it's it's the stuff that gets the most live bacteria to your gut when you take these little tablets with your with your you know probiotics and this is essential they are probiotics um or you're you're having your yogurts and your yogurt drinks and all that kind of stuff the vast majority of it just gets digested and just goes you know, hardly any of it actually gets gets to your gut, uh, whereas this stuff was a, was a special liquid that you took at a particular time every day, and you know don't eat for half an hour, all this kind of stuff, uh, in order to get the most to you. And you've got to try it. You could try it for three months, but then really you've got to try it for six months to really see see the benefit. And this is like eighty pound a month, so it wasn't wasn't cheap. And I was like, I'm just, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to buy the whole lot. I'm just going to go for it, and I'm going to follow it to the letter. Okay. I just got worse and worse and went worse and worse. To, to, to the point where I was having to get up several times in, in the night. Um, it, was, it was really, really not pleasant at all. Uh, and I stopped taking it, and my symptoms just started clearing up within, within days. But I was like, there was just something said, you've got to try the whole course. I think it, it took me quite a while to realise, because I just got into the rhythm of taking it, that actually it was making me worse. And it was the only when you stop again that you realise, of course it was. Look, I'm getting better again. Um, so I tried that. Then FODMAP. Now, let's see if I can remember how, what that stands for. Um, this is fermented oligodisaccharides and polyols. I've got it. Stuff that ferments in your gut, basically sugars that ferment in your gut. This is a complex list of of foodstuffs, of ingredients that, that that are in everything. This is the problem with the FODMAP diet. When you try and eliminate FODMAPs, which is what you are, you're not you're not eating FODMAPs. You're trying to eliminate them, oops, from your from your diet. Uh, and and they're they're in absolutely everything. You pick up you pick up a packet of something or a jar of something, and it's in it. What that, what that did when I tried eliminating these is encourage you actually to prepare your food better. It encourages you to buy fresh ingredients because then you know what's going in everything. So the reason I'm going through this is because it, it did encourage better buying and better cooking because you're having less stuff out of a packet because everything in a packet has got something in. I can now make a mean, you know, taco mix okay i can i can make you the spice mix you need for your taco mints from scratch with a bit of this bit of that bit of that just without all the fodmap stuff in 
because I had to, because I had to learn how to make food that tasted okay <laughs> and didn't have this stuff in. Of course, none of it works. None of it worked for me whatsoever. And you ask a doctor what they recommend, you go online and you Google IBS and they will all recommend, or they'll all say, you know, 60% or more of people will benefit from a, a low FODMAP diet. That was a couple of years ago, wasn't it, you did that? Yeah. Uh, and I've been basically toying with other things in the last year. For, for the last year, I, I one thing I worked out was that bread was just not good. And, and, and not, again, not gluten, not specifically... I can't work it out, but just don't eat bread. Cut out bread, and my symptoms immediately got better, but not completely sorted out. So I was like, right, at least I found something there, and I got used to it. And at first, I'm like, you know, just a piece of bread and butter. It's just heaven for me, yeah. But I have we I weaned myself off of bread, and that took that took a good few it's months. It's to- toast for me. Yep, I, I, I love it, and I'm, I'm trying to cut it out because it, it makes me feel bloated. Yep, um, one of the many symptoms that I just, would get. T- Toast. Yep. I, I'm not salivating anymore at the thought of that. Okay. And this is, again, this is a body training thing where if you focus on the things, the bad things it does to you, then, then it, it does help you eliminate these things, even though they're delicious. <laughs> so I eliminated bread. Then I started looking into other diets. And bear in mind that in the run-up to getting tested and everything, what I'd been doing for literally years is adding more vegetables to my diet in an, in a vain attempt to have what is considered by the mainstream to be a balanced diet, yeah? Because you're told, like, yeah, the five a day or, you know, seven a day, fruit and veg. I was trying to get more variety. Again, it's a gut bacteria thing. You know, you're told that if it's your gut bacteria, then the, the balance of stuff. So... Well, it's fruit, just right, it's drummed into you from the from from the year yep. dot, isn't it? Yep. As soon as you're born, it's like you need to eat more veg. As a result of that, I I ate loads of more of a, a, a much wider variety of things. Some delicious, delicious things. My eyes were opened to more delicious things that weren't meat, and so I I wasn't. I'm not saying that I was on the way to being a vegetarian or a vegan, but. I was, I was, uh, my eyes were opened to, to even entire dishes <laughs> that didn't have an animal product in them and me, and me enjoying them. Um, but just got worse, just got worse to the, to the point where if I had, if we had a barbecue, if I invited you around for a barbecue and I literally just ate meat, then the next day I'd feel great. If I then had some hummus <laughs> and I wouldn't and so I decided to take the plunge I started small but I have become a carnivore this is the most non-woke non-PC thing you could be I am now and you know this has been successful for me I am now the anti-vegan okay I've got or granted I've only got to about 95% of the way there. But bearing in mind that at the moment, the powers that be are advocating basically that we, we cut down our meat consumption to about 5%. I've cut down my plant consumption to about 5%. Okay, I still have some things that flavour my food that are non-animal based 
but it's meat and it's dairy, it's, it's eggs, it's cheese. These are my friends now and my symptoms have virtually gone away. So it's, it's like the Michaela Peterson diet, I guess, is it? Right, so, so that, I mean, that's, that's basically just beef and salt. I, no, I think Jordan Peterson is just beef and salt. Ah. I think she is more carnivore. I think right. she has a little bit more. Okay. And she's she's found some things that she can drink as well because Jordan Peterson can't have any alcohol. I'm but really she's found struggling bourbon with apparently. Really? Bourbon is fine with her. Okay. Um I haven't tried I haven't tried whiskey to excess. Sure. Yet. So one evening. Maybe that's an experiment we can do. It, it, it is. Um but I mean this has been all about experimenting. Um I I really can't drink much at all. Um and it's very specific now. I'm basically off all wine, much to uh, much to my horror. Um, I can have a bit of prosecco, but I can only have a glass to a glass and a half, and that and that's it. Because it's it's just a proper proper irritant um, to to certainly me. Um, now, as, as as you know, as we as we mentioned before, we we now or have been working out together. Um, I've got a, I've got a, something that is stopping me from doing that at the moment, but. Basically, since Christmas, um, I have been 95% carnivore and exercising. I, I chose this time as well to try and improve my back. So I know we've been lifting, but I've also been doing yoga like four or five times a week. Uh, don't shake your head. My back is amazing as a result. Absolutely amazing. I, I can now sleep through the night and my back doesn't hurt or I don't get referred pain and things like that. But the biggest thing that makes me feel good it, it, it hands down is my diet i just i am just a different person as a result you know more energy clarity of thought i mean i know obviously that i have massively reduced my my carbohydrate intake as a result so I've, this is it's pretty keto you know what you know what what happens a stone and a half of flab has absolutely fallen off me as a result as well, which is, you know, that's not why I did it, but that's no bad thing. I am now, I'm now as lean as I have ever been, but carnivore. I, I, look, it, it might not be for everyone, but I, I just think it's worth, it's worth saying just what a profound impact it's had on my life. And... It annoys all the right people. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm toying with, I'm toying with trying it out. Um, not because I have any issues, just because I've, I've heard like great, great stories from people who are now kind of fitter and healthier. And I think, well, I'm, I'm already fit and healthy, but just how fit and healthy could think, I get? Think how superhuman you could be. <laughs> I'd get to like Captain America if I was just eating steaks all day. Yeah, um, uh, it's. It is it is a lovely thing to to seek out really nice cuts of meat. I mean, look, because I only have I only have carbs and vegetables uh, basically for one meal a day. So I, I will yes. have like bacon and eggs or something like that for breakfast. Yep. Um, I tend to have like protein milkshakes or just meat for lunch. So yep. like I might just cook chicken and that will be it. It will be seasoned, but you know it, it's it's basically just meat. And then You're not it, far off. Yeah, not far off. And then but then in 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 the evening for my evening meal. I will have a couple of potatoes, maybe. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm not where you are, but I am. You're I'm not, working you're not, my way there. You're not, you're not far off if you're only adding them to one, to one meal a yeah, day. Yeah, to one meal a day. Um, 
that that is essentially what I occasionally snack on peanuts because I love ah, pe- you I see, love peanuts. I don't. There's not. There's not a snack. There's not a snack I have that isn't meat or cheese. Yeah, I need to. I need to. I need to snack that, more on meat. I think that is biltong or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, my my fridge looks amazing now. Yeah. With, a, with a vast array of selection of, of, of Pe- peanuts are a weakness for me though. I mean, just I I love peanuts, mm. um, but if I had a handful of them, then I'd feel it within um, within hours. Wow! And and I, mean, I love crisps. Crisps. I could spend a whole evening. I do miss crisps. On crisps. I do miss crisps. Yeah, yeah. Um, but can't can't do it. Can't do it at all. Um, no, there, there's, uh, there are a few meals. In order to try and make it as, as easy for the rest of the family um, as possible, because uh, obviously we've had to change fundamentally a lot of, a lot of, a lot of meals around for me, um, I, I will still have, if we're having, say, spaghetti bolognese, I will have a tiny, and I mean tiny, bit of, bit of pasta with it. I'll, I'll put a ridiculous amount of cheese in with, uh, with the rest. Um, if I'm having something, um, if I'm having a curry, then I'll have, you know, a spoon of rice, um, but but really, really not much at all. Um, I've I found that rice is a is, an, is another killer for me. I just I love rice. Have you tried, have you tried brown rice? Because white rice is quite processed, isn't it? Um, I haven't, um, but I have so little of it now that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't doesn't impact me. Um, uh, one of the other things that's, that's, that's cleared up for me, um, actually, it's worth worth noting, is um, reflux. Um, whether it could have been classed as gastroesophageal reflux reflux disease, GERD, um, I don't know. But uh, at one point, uh, say a year ago, I was taking um, I was taking tablets virtually every day to keep my reflux under control. I'm not. I was. Even back then, joking aside, I was not some fat guy, yeah, with pressure on my on my stomach or anything like that. Um, but again, just just that that developed over the last few years um, to the point where I was basically medicating most most days for it. But again, that's that's cleared up, and it's only if I have, say, uh, and it's an, it's an acid thing. If I have something tomatoey, so you know, I've not cut out all sauces, but I'll try and minimize the amount I have. So again, a, a bolognese is, is or, or a, you know meatballs is a great example. Um, I can I can feel that within a couple of hours normally um, for that. But to to clear up these major symptoms so quickly and with a and with a change of diet that that I have got used to that I do enjoy, I just think is worth sharing about for anyone out there. Sure, yeah, to, to, to sounding board top tip to to try out. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not out there like a vegan telling people that they should stop eating any particular type of food. Um, but after researching it, after following a number of um, of carnivore doctors on on Twitter, before I kind of came off Twitter, um, and uh, and yeah, really getting into it. If you are suffering, give it a go. I absolutely recommend it. Cool. I think we should probably end it there on that positive note. Thank a positive note from us at Sounding Board for sure. a change. Thank you for listening to Sounding Board. You can find us at soundingboard.com. In fact, go there and, and, and read my blog article. Hopefully it will make you laugh. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time.